This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 175 is going to be from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 11. If we, as God's people, will humble ourselves, then we can cast all of our cares or anxieties on God, because He loves us. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 11 read, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. And be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. If we, as God's people, will humble ourselves, then we can cast all of our cares or anxieties on God because He loves us. So if we'll live the way that God wants us to live, He will take all of our cares and all of our anxieties. But we have to live the way that He wants us to live. If we want to live with the peace that surpasses all understanding, to guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, we have to be right with Him. And here in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 11, he tells us to submit to the elders. The elders have qualifications in which they have to meet in order to be an elder. These qualifications are meant to help us pick the elders that are mature and ready for the job. And thus, this is one of the reasons why he says submit to the elders. If we'll simply submit to the elders who have rule over us, a lot of our cares and anxieties of this world, they would stop anyway. Because the elders are the ones that are supposed to have the wisdom of God. They're the ones that are supposed to be mature, knowing how to live properly. And living properly with God is how we have the peace that surpasses all understanding to guard our hearts and minds with Christ Jesus. And then the second part of verse 5 says, yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Be submissive to one another. We can help each other get to heaven. When I'm weak, you can be strong for me. And when you're weak, I can be strong for you. Submit yourselves to one another. Be humble. Never putting yourself above others, but always looking out for the interest of others. Why? Because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God is going to resist those that don't listen to him. He is not going to be there for those that aren't humble. For the proud and arrogant, he is not going to 
to be there to relieve them of their cares and their anxieties, primarily because they don't want him to. But he gives grace to the humble, to those that understand that we need him and that he knows what's best for us. And he has placed people in our lives to help us. He is going to take all of our cares, our anxieties, and allow us to cast them at his feet. In verse 6 it says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. This life is going to be hard. It's never going to be easy. But we have help. We have help from our elders in the church. We have help from one another. And we have help from God if we will simply submit to how he wants us to live. If we'll humble ourselves under his mighty hand, then he is going to exalt us in due time. In his time, he is going to exalt us. In verse 7 it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Meanwhile, before we're exalted, before we get to go to heaven with him, where there will be no cares or anxieties or tears, we need to cast all of our cares and anxieties upon him here, understanding that this world is just temporary. It's but for a moment, but the next one is going to be eternal. In verse 8 it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We need the elders, we need each other, we need God, we need to be humble because he is our adversary. The devil is our adversary and he's no little adversary. He's a roaring lion, a lion that we cannot overcome on our own. And if we try, it's going to bog us down with the problems of life. And so as being human and being sinful and having problems that we need to cast upon Christ, He is there for us. If we're in Him, living the way that we need to be living, then we can take all of our cares and our problems and our anxieties, and we can cast them upon Him. We can even cast our sin upon Him, because He died for that reason. If we will simply repent, come back to God... God's Son, through His blood, will wash us as white as snow where we don't have to even worry about our previous sins because He will have casted them as far as the east is from the west and He will remember them no more. But we have to resist the devil. We have to flee from him. And the way that we do that is exactly how Jesus did it in Matthew chapter 4. When tempted by the devil, He always responded, It is written. He gave the devil book, chapter, and verse for the temptations that the devil was trying to pull him into. And it didn't work. He resisted those temptations. We also resist temptation when we go to him in prayer. When we ask him to keep us out of temptation and away from the evil one, we resist the devil. If we want to cast all of our cares and burdens and sins upon Christ, then we have to resist the devil steadfast in faith. And faith only comes one way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more we study God's word, the more we put it in our heart, the more faith we build in our life. And the easier it becomes to resist the temptations that come our way. But we need to also take comfort in the fact that we're not the only ones suffering. 
And verse 9 says, Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. The devil's after every single Christian, and he's only after the Christians. You know why? Because everybody else he has. He doesn't have to go after people that he already has. And so he focuses upon the Christians, and Christians are going through these sufferings all over the world. They're all being tempted and tried and tested. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, the Bible says, All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The world is persecuting Christians. And this is because the devil is walking about like a roaring lion, and he's seeking whom he can devour. We have to resist him. Resist him by living the way that God wants us to live, by submitting to our elders, by submitting to one another, and most importantly, by submitting to God. And when you're right with God, when you know that you're right with God, then the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is how we resist him. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Diligently seeking God is resisting the devil. Praying the way that we're supposed to. Building a strong relationship with God through prayer will help you resist the devil. Studying the word of God and building faith in your life for Christ Jesus and what he did for us, knowing that his blood will wash us from all sins, will build faith and help you resist the devil. And knowing that you're not the only one, but that Christians all over the world are going through the same sufferings will help us to draw strength on one another. Verse 10, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. All these sufferings are not for naught. They're building our faith. They're helping us to become strong in resisting the devil. And through God's grace... Even when we fall short, he's strengthening us because when we repent and we come back to him, he extends his mercy and his grace to us, which strengthens the Christian. And after we suffered for a while, he's going to perfect us, establish, strengthen, and settle us. Second Timothy chapter two, I'm sorry, Second Timothy chapter three, verses sixteen and seventeen. All scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto every good work. He's perfecting us by the sufferings that we're going through in this life. In Hebrews, it says of his son, Jesus, that he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. God perfected Jesus through suffering. He's perfecting us through suffering. He's teaching us how to hold on to him and cast our cares upon him because we can't live in this world without him. We need what he says we need. We need each other. We need the elders. We need each other. We need to be humble to God. And when we are, we can cast all our cares upon Christ because we're right with him because of his son, not because of what we have done, but because his son died so that we can have his blood 
And when we pray to him and live the way that we're supposed to live, studying and building our faith, he's perfecting us. He's establishing us. He's strengthening us. Even in this own world, right here, we get stronger and stronger and stronger as we listen to God, as we follow his word, as we keep it, as we build our faith, and he settles us. In John chapter 8 and verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you have the truth and you know the truth, it settles you because you're free from every lie that the world has to tell you. You are free from Satan. He can't touch you in the truth. John chapter 17 and verse 17, Jesus said this, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify means to set apart. And if you're set apart for service to God, you're set apart from sin, you're set apart from this world because we're not to love the world nor the things that are in the world. For all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. We're set apart from the world, from loving the world. Then we're being perfected, established, and strengthened and settled in this world. But we're going to be settled in the next world as well. We're working toward that here, being perfect, being established, being strengthened and settled. But when we get to the next, when we finally make it to heaven, and Jesus says, enter in, ye good and faithful servant, then we are going to be perfectly settled. All the pain and cares of this world are going to be taken away. And we won't have to worry about the devil anymore because there's a place being prepared for the devil and his angels. And it's called hell. And he will not be in heaven. He won't be there roaring about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. All that will be there is Christ. And all of our cares and all of our anxieties will have been cast upon him. And this will be a place where we are perfect established, settled, and strengthened. But we have to go through what we're going through now in order to be able to handle that. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10, it says, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. If we don't go through the sufferings here, then we're not going to be perfected. We're not going to be established. We're not going to be strengthened. And we're not going to be ready for the place in which all of our cares and anxieties will be cast upon him. There will be no more tears or pain or sorrow. But this world is perfecting us for that. Following his example, living the way that we live, and humbling ourselves to the elders, to each other, to God, and casting, learning how to cast all our cares upon Christ, that's what this world is for. And the devil, he can't take that away from us if we'll simply be right with God. Remember what it says in Philippians, that we can have the peace that surpasses all understanding to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Even in this world, God is not going to allow the devil to tempt us above what we're able. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. No temptation is taking you except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able. But with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. And so this world that we're living in here, it's a proving ground. Where devil, the devil is allowed to roar 
and to seek people to devour. But God's not left us without help. He's left us with his word, with his son that we can cast all of our anxieties on. He's left us with our elders that are supposed to be mature men that are able to help us. He's left us with one another so that we can learn how to be humble and bow ourselves before him, understanding that he's going to take care of us. And when that happens, we'll cast all of our cares upon him and he will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. If we as God's people will humble ourselves, then we can cast all of our cares or anxieties on God because he loves us. Remember that, church. He loves us. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.